The federal government unveiling plans earlier today for a international vaccine passport. And with the details from Pearson Airport, here's Global's Marianne Domain. Federal government announced today that all travelers in Canada, if they're hopping on a plane like here, Pearson Airport, to travel internationally, they can show their proof of vaccination QR codes that they were given from their province, including here in Ontario. The federal government said that they worked in partnership with all provinces and territories to make sure that all enhanced uh, vaccination certificates with QR codes are a standardized document across the country. Now, for Ontarians, that means the QR code that was available to download starting last week is what you can show when you travel abroad. The Fed said the standardized vaccine passports across the country show the person's name, date of birth, and vaccine status, how many doses and which vaccines they received, along with the Canada word mark to show it's an official Canadian document that is recognized internationally. All right, let's get Canada's travel guy in here on this. Jim Byers joins us now on Global News Radio. And Jim, on the surface, as Marianne just described, uh, this sounds simple enough and that the infrastructure already in place, unveiled, of course, uh, about this time uh, last week. But is there more to this than meets the eye? Well, I mean, I think so, Jeff. I mean, there are a couple things to keep in mind. I mean, uh, right now, as as we were just hearing, you know, Ontario does have something like this, Saskatchewan, Quebec, Nova Scotia, all three territories, Newfoundland and Labrador. But the other provinces haven't come on board. So it's very important to make sure that those are done. And obviously the Prime Minister and, and the Deputy Prime Minister uh, Freeland feel that this is going to be happening by November 30th. But I think the one thing that 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 might concern people the most, um, yes, it sounds like there will be a Canada watermark or a Canada mark with the little flag, which is the official sort of government symbol that we know. Um, that may, be, may not be known by everybody around the world. And there is a, a, a background or document that the government provided to this, uh, to this today, Jeff, uh, makes a very important point. It's saying that, you know, even with a Canadian COVID-19 proof of vaccination, a traveler may not be considered fully vaccinated in another country. Canadians should always check the entry and public health requirements of their destination country, as well as Government of Canada advisories before you book a trip. Because you can take this on good faith and the chances are you're going to be okay. But there's no guarantee that every government around the world and every customs official and every border official around the world is going to look at this piece of paper or stamp uh, and, and tell you that, it, that it's okay or that the QR code is going to work. Um, so uh, it, it sounds good in theory, and it probably is good, um, but that doesn't mean it's foolproof or that they've uh, figured out all the bugs just yet. Okay, so maybe as important as what was in this announcement today is what is not in this announcement. And as always, read the fine print, uh, buyer beware, uh, if you will. And I guess uh, what you're telling us, uh, what the government is uh, saying, that this is our international vaccine passport, but that does not mean necessarily that every government, every country will accept this? No, exactly. And, and you know, I mean, I, I don't think you would have very much problem, uh, uh, say, going to Europe and, and uh, you know, a German official is more than likely to understand what, what they're looking at. And I, I don't mean this as denigration to, to other places, but they're more, more familiar. Canadians come and go uh, to Europe all the time, to England, to the U.S. I don't think that would be a big problem. But if one was going to a country that, you know, doesn't have that many Canadian people coming all the time, isn't necessarily familiar with all of the, the documentation, uh, or maybe they just don't have the, the, the technology to uh, to read this QR code or what have you. So it, it's, just a, it's just a way of saying that, you know, it, it sounds great and it probably will work, but, you know, there's always that possibility that something could go wrong. All right. So advice for travelers, if you're looking to go anywhere is, you know, call ahead, uh, make sure you check, I guess, with your tour company, uh, your right. tourism agent. Yeah, I think that's another reason to use travel agents again. And, and we've talked about this before, Jeff, but it's a very complicated world out there. 
Um, you know, it, it's hard to figure for some people to figure out arrive can apps and, and uh, uh, where you need your testing done and what kind of tests you need. And I just had to do this again. And I was in uh, Williamsburg, Virginia for the last couple of days, and I had to get my test done in Washington within 72 hours of flying back, make sure it was the right kind of test, download the test, print the results, print my arrive can app, show that I had my vaccination proof. There's a lot of steps to go through for international travel these days. Actually, that was my next question. Does this do away with all of that, this international vaccine passport, the QR code that uh, we've been asked to download here in Ontario? Does it do away with uh, all of what you just described? Uh, not at this point, no. I mean, it, uh, the government has said uh, repeatedly over the last uh, week or so, Jeff, that you know the, the COVID-19 testing rules that are in place now, which require the full PCR test versus the quicker, easier rapid antigen test, those are still in place. Uh, so that doesn't negate that. It is still the information still has to be uh, included or you still have to fill out your Arrive Can app if you're a Canadian flying home. So this, this helps you to travel internationally. Um, and it probably means maybe you don't have to carry uh, your proof of vaccination in, in a separate document in your briefcase or your purse. When you come back, you can just have this little card. But it, it doesn't make a huge improvement to the return process for most Canadians, no. All right, yeah, because it sounds as if it's still rather confusing and kind of complicated. And I wanted to ask you again about the Arrive Can app that you just right. uh, mentioned. You still need that in addition to this uh, new international vaccine passport? As I understand it, yes, I didn't. Uh, they, they said the the uh, app has been uh, updated to digitally validate the authenticity of this new uh, proof of vaccination report. But that doesn't mean um, that doesn't mean that you don't have to use the Arrive Can app. So that's in fact, it says specifically right here at the background document that I'm actually looking at as we speak. All travelers must submit mandatory information in Arrive Can within 72 hours before arrival in Canada. So it's still the same rule. All right. You know, it seems like there's so much information going on our phones now because we've got this QR code. We need the ArriveCan app uh, as well. And uh, honestly, just the other day I uh, was uh, shopping and I wanted to, uh, you know, get some air miles. And I was trying to get that uh, on my phone and I looked, oh, no, that's my QR code for my vaccination. That's not going (laughs) to (laughs) work. Well, I mean, it's true. You know, and somebody was on uh, was on the news the other day talking about this and made a very good point. He said, you know, like we're so reliant on our phones now. God forbid, what if you drop your phone? What if you're headed into a Raptors game uh, or a Maple Leafs game and your proof of vaccination is on your phone and you drop your phone or, or it gets stolen? I mean, you're, you're hopeless, right? You, there's, there's nothing you could do. So, you know, and I think I made this point the last time we talked, but uh, when I was at the airport yesterday, I was like, flying from Washington, D.C. to Toronto, and I thought, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, of a certain age. I don't always trust the technology. So I printed out my proof of vaccination. I printed out my ArriveCan uh, code that they sent me. And I printed out my proof of uh, a negative COVID-19 result that I got from the, uh, from the medical center in, in, the, in the state. And that way I knew, and I even emailed myself the results. So I knew if I didn't have them on my phone, I might be able to access someone's laptop and, and get the information. And I had hard copies. So, yes, it's a technologically advanced stage, but uh, I think one would be very wise to make sure that one carries hard copies of all of these types of information. That is some good advice. Uh, Jim, before we let you go, uh, is there any word on any additional federal help? As a matter of fact, uh, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about uh, it has now been confirmed by the federal government that come Saturday, uh, wage and rent subsidies for small business will be uh, discontinued. Did we get any word from the federal government when it comes to uh, help, continued help when it comes to the tourism sector? 
Well, they did. It was it, it was fairly specific. A lot of numbers were, you know, if you get uh, X percent of your of your rent and X percent of your uh, wages can be subsidized if you make this amount of money and if your losses were, were X amount. The bottom line is that, you know, with, with the CERB ending, I think on Wednesday, uh, there are new tourism packages coming in uh, for the tourism restaurants things like that. Uh, as of Thursday, um, the Prime Minister today did mention help for travel agencies, but there's been some uh, serious word going around on Twitter this afternoon, Jeff, that you know the independent travel agents, uh, of whom there are thousands across Canada, don't necessarily qualify because they're not part of a larger travel agency. So if this help is aimed purely at brick and mortar or larger travel agency groups, it's useful, but if it doesn't cover independent travel agents, there's a lot of people who fear that their jobs are going to be gone. Yeah, and just how important, just finally, Jim, is that? I mean, uh, we're sitting here talking about vaccine passports and uh, people wanting to get on planes and uh, travel uh, somewhere. There's the travel bug uh, out there uh, once again. People are uh, itching to get away. But just how important is it when it comes to our tourism industry to get people back here into Canada? It's critical. I mean, you know, the, the, one of the things that the prime minister mentioned again today, Jeff, is that, you know, how much the, the tourism industry has suffered, especially, as he noted, in the big cities, in the cores, um, you know, places like uh, resorts out in, uh, you know, say Muskoka or Prince Edward County or the Rockies, what have you, uh, have, have done OK because they were kind of isolated and people are looking for hiking and outdoorsy sort of things. But, you know, it's the big city. Uh, hotels and, and, and restaurants and bars and convention spaces that often drive the local economies. And those are the ones that have really suffered the most. So it's really critical, whether it's a vaccine passport, whether it's it's a, a vaccine uh, statements being required, whether it's insured, whatever it may be, anything, uh, these types of payments, anything that's going to boost the local tourism industry is going to be critical to the economy of, of not just Canada, but certainly for, for our big cities, Toronto, uh, Vancouver, Montreal, and, and other ones. Absolutely. You bet. Jim, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for this. Anytime. Thanks, Jeff. Okay. Canada's travel guy, Jim Byers, with us. And we're back after this break on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.